0: Can we please have quiet on the set?
1: Awesome! I came to I pay the There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees.
0: Hi, this is Cath with episode whatever the hell it is of the Crossing Borders podcast. I actually have a special guest host this week with Skunk Rocker, and uh, he actually watches some wrestling, unlike that schlub manflurry. So yeah,
2: I, I, I do. I, I only watch really bad wrestling and it's really good wrestling. At least the mediocre WWE stuff to uh, manflurry.
0: <laughs> he doesn't even watch the mediocre WWE stuff.
2: Paper.
0: All he watches is for Tremont and Cage.
2: That's it.
0: So uh, we'll be discussing Raw, Lucha Underground, the Brand Split, Cody Rhodes' departure. We'll probably go off on a few tangents here or there. And uh, we'll break the big news of the week. That uh, the Marine 5 will feature a pretty stellar cast featuring The Miz, Maurice, Bo Dallas... Curtis Axel, Naomi, and Heath Slater. Come on now.
2: That is an all-star cast if I've ever heard one, and I cannot wait to see every single one of them in that movie.
0: Oh, come on. I mean, you've got two-thirds of the social outcasts. I could easily see them maybe for a couple weeks running a uh, the outcasts as the Mrs. Hollywood cronies.
2: Man, would that not be... That would actually be amazing. If they were his his social media connection.
0: Yeah. The Hollywood Outcasts.
2: He needs to The Hollywood Outcasts, that's a great name for it too. like we need to we need to broaden the Miz's. just kind of doing sort of what Damien was doing before mm-hmm. of being like their little assistant to Miz. It'd be like we have to broaden his social media presence out there. <laughs> we're going to we're going to make hashtags. We're just going to be all over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, it would be hilarious.
0: Yeah, that could be a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, they did that with Summer Rae, but I think it lasted a week or two, and then nothing happened. Yeah. So typical WWE. Yeah. Have you seen the Marine movies?
2: I've seen the first three. I did not watch the fourth one, because I was like, I can't even do this anymore. After the Marine three, I was kind of like, uh... (laughs)
0: Um, I actually saw three and four, so I haven't seen the first two.
2: The first one is alright. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's that bad of a movie. It's still a bad movie, but given who they have in the lead role with Cena, it's, yeah, it's kind of what you expect a Cena movie to be. If you've ever, if if you haven't seen one, it's exactly what you expect. If you <laughs> have seen one, you know what I'm talking about. And then the second one was like. It's so over the top that you just kind of are like, "I'm not sure what's happening here." <laughs> and then you get to the third one, and it's like, "Huh?" Oh,
0: you know, it's funny because I've seen surprisingly most of the Miz's movies just to riff on with people, and he is never the worst part of the movies.
2: He's he's never. It's 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 amazing how actually. I'm not gonna say he's a great actor. he's a good actor. He's a passable actor, yeah, and they always have somebody or something happen in the movie that's just worse, yeah. like uh, what was that thing that he did with uh was it Paige
0: yeah, the Christmas, Christmas uh b- bounty was it, was it no.
2: Christmas bounty? no, it's the other one.
0: The other Christmas movie that mist did,
2: and I was like, uh, I used to like you, Paige. what happened
0: yeah, and I will say, like, having seen most of his movies, he seems to improve with each one.
2: I still maintain my favorite role of his was, as I brought up uh, in a previous episode of this podcast in one of my questions, when he was on Supernatural. That was a really good role, because the whole entire time you're sitting there going, like, wow, The Miz is a really bad actor. And then you realize, oh, that was in character. Mm -hmm. He was like, The Miz was trying to be... That tough guy, independent wrestler that can't mess with me, and then at the end of the day, he's just another human being, and he breaks down. And you see that, like, holy crap, he can actually act. This is scary. Yeah. You know, Why can't you be like that in the WWE? You'd be so much better than you are now.
0: Well, you know how I said he's not the worst thing in the movies he's in? I think it's a case of the script with WWE performances. and That's true. You know, I saw an interview with him a while back and somebody asked him, like, what's your next goal? And he said, with all seriousness, to win an Oscar. And he said, you know, before that, my last goal was to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and people laughed at me. And I did it. So who knows?
2: If if he continues to be in... Terrible WWE films. Um, that's never going to happen. If he goes into more like
0: legit,
2: yeah, legit like Warner or uh, uh, well, I was gonna say New Line, but that's Warner um, Dimension, Miramax, Disney, uh, that whole section, or even mm-hmm. like Paramount or Stars, even Stars, yep. or Netflix. Um, even though all the Netflix movies seem to be really bad adam sandler ones nowadays if he really started to you know just let him know just like the rock did like i love you guys i'm gonna stick by you Mm -hmm. i still want to be a part of the company i've got to go off and do my own thing as well so i'm gonna go off and do this movie and then i'll come back and go run and i'm gonna go off and do another movie and then one day i'm gonna be like the rock and you're never gonna see me until wrestlemania
0: yeah and that wouldn't surprise me because he's Frequently said from the start, like, I'm going to keep doing this until it's not fun anymore. Like, regarding WWE. So, he's a guy, like, I could see if he really committed himself to making a movie career, he could probably have a really successful one.
2: Like you said, he keeps getting better. And it's one of those things that if Marine 5 with this cast is going to be as hokey as I think it's going to be, it's going to... I. I just hope it doesn't do a Leslie Nielsen effect like with Airplane. He was always a very serious actor mm-hmm. and then he did Airplane and then it was just naked gun all the way after that.
0: You know like the the marine movies don't really have that uh they don't really have that cheese element. The first ones might have the last one I didn't find it had that much of that. It, it had some did. humor, but it wasn't like, yeah. isn't this goofy? They tried right. to play it straight.
2: They, they did. They did. And the first two were like that as well. They had the cheesiness of being an action film. Yeah. But outside of that, it was it was the same cheesiness. Not the same cheesiness you would see in, say, a Steven Seagal movie. Mm-hmm. But it was the same cheesiness you'd see in, like, a Terminator film. Yeah. And and Or, or uh, not Terminator, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, rather. Yeah. It was very, the same deal. With the one-liners and and everything else, uh, and like I said, I didn't watch the fourth one because I was just like, I can't take the Miz seriously in that role. Yeah. But when I saw the third one, he didn't do a bad job. I just was like, it's the Miz. I can't take it. A... You know, he doesn't look like Cena does. Cena looks like a marine. Miz mm-hmm. doesn't.
0: <laughs> and it's funny because Miz is not exactly a tiny guy.
2: He's not. It's it's his. It's really you know. John has that square chin. Yeah. He's got that that real, you know, he could be Superman. He could be Captain America. He could be the, you know, the (laughs) all-American boy. And The Miz doesn't look like that at all. He's got kind of a baby face. He He does. That's why he, he, honestly, he did so good in those those Christmas movies. Like, he really fit
0: into those roles. Yeah. Um, Especially, it was was funny, the one with uh, Paige, where... He did like they wrote in some backstory for him, and it was like he did kind of come across as a dude who had just kind of put up this wall and would rather people think him be a totally lazy son of a bitch than to see that he'd actually been hurt a lot. It was like it was surprisingly poignant at times.
2: It was wonderful to to see that to see that side of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's, like, and again, another reason why I like that Supernatural episode. And it kind of almost makes me wish for Babyface Miz again, mm-hmm. but I still love him as a heel. Because he is still one of those guys that, as a heel, can get the crowd to legit turn on him. Yeah. And not for, like, Roman Reigns reasons.
0: Um, Yeah. It, so far as acting goes, I wouldn't mind seeing him take... Be more villainous, maybe? Like, take on a role where he's the antagonist?
2: That would be wonderful. I could definitely see him in like a Timothy Oliphant role. Uh like in uh what is it? Uh was it Live Free and Die Hard? No, it's Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah. That was the one with it was the one where Kevin Smith was playing a basement dweller. <laughs> and I could see him in a role like that, like a very, you know, swordfish sort of, you know, master hacker terrorist role. That would be great yeah. for the Miz, I think. Where he could be just smarmy. Where he could be the Damian Sandow that he always should have been.
0: Yeah, where he can like talk up a big game, but he's ultimately a coward or something. and I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing that. We we have gone off on a long tangent about the Mrs. acting career, but I don't mind it.
2: I like I said, when you when you told me who the cast of this movie was, I was super excited. I can't wait to see what I cannot wait to see what Bo Dallas does in this movie. I can't wait to see Keith Slater's role. Yes. Off air we were talking about that Like, I really hope he's I, I just think he's probably gonna end up being a gas station attendant. Like I can just see him in that role like Is she you like your seat, sir? Okay, like <laughs> you need a cup of coffee, you know. Yeah. And then and then he just gets shot and that's it. That's this whole <laughs> scene. But it'd be brilliant.
0: Oh yeah. Very excited. I mean they're probably all just gonna be nameless stooges, but I don't care. I'm gonna watch it.
2: I just hope they don't make the the mistake that they made back in the day with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez and make Murray the love interest in the film, because yeah. then it'll definitely bomb.
0: Yeah, have to see. They could play against type, have her be part of the antagonists, but, you know, Did be you a femme like- fatale.
2: Oh, do like look at James Bond?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: That would be interesting. Yeah,
0: a Ms. Girl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what he needs. He needs to be the next godfather.
0: Oh my god.
2: It's an entourage of, 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 of I'm trying to think of a, like, like women's. Oh, uh,
0: good god. Um, yeah, I,
2: women's, with a Z, women's.
0: I did like, uh, our idea about having the social outcasts, since two-thirds of them are going to be in the movie, join Mrs. entourage.
2: That, well, uh. Are you? Are you saying you want to? Well, Bo Dallas already has long hair. Yeah, just put on a baby doll. <laughs> Who was the third member of the social outcast that's going to be in the movie?
0: Oh, Axel.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Oh wait, so I but, guess that all of them are going to be in it.
2: So it's going to with his nipples. Yeah. All right, he's going to rip his nipples open mm-hmm. on uh in the marine Revealed guns.
0: Tur- awesome. He's a fembot. Nice. He's
2: gonna be a fembot. Awesome. It's like an Austin Powers. Exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, if this movie ends up being just cheesy and hokey, it'll be amazing. Yeah. If they try to go super serious with it, with that cast, yes. No. no. It's not gonna work out so much unless, well, it would still be hokey and cheesy. But if they went like the Simon Says route with it, where they're all like part of like a secret under. Organization that he has to team up with, but they're all goofy as hell. Yeah, like that would be great.
0: Neighborhood vigilantes, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want to see that, but only if they all dress up like the Shield.
0: I kind of feel like we should be writing this movie. Uh,
2: yeah, that's the thing. We're <laughs> we're actually good writers. <laughs> Because uh, I mean, you've you've always you've always been writer, Kath. You've always been known as a writer, and a lot of people know in the forums. i on one of the T Well, I was on one of the D. W. Games. I don't really post there too often anymore. Cause the game got kind of really lame after a while, mm-hmm. and I hate to say that because it was a fun game for a while, but it just really was just too much work. Yeah. For no payoff. But we were doing the uh the alternate history Monday Night Wars. Right. On the forums and uh so many matches I got to write, and then I'd watch the editor would just the editor would just come in and destroy all my work and be like, Ah what happened?
0: Yeah, I was uh I was helping with one of those, uh, I would take on a few matches here or there. I think one of those threads could work if you said, Okay, we're going WrestleMania to WrestleMania It kinda kept it finite for people.
2: I think our game really jumped the shark and went really bad when we brought in ECW, not because the ECW guys are bad, they're awesome, mm-hmm. but we could have really used that help on the other two teams since we're down to, like, I think there's, like, maybe six people still playing the game, Dang. and I haven't even looked at the booking document in over a month, I don't think. Right. I've just been, not only, don't, not only am I so busy, we're recording this on Friday because last night when I said I was going to be here for the show, it was it's like, oh, I can't, do it because I got to go to trivia to have to run my trivia game
0: no worries um, and I had to wake up early today so I couldn't have recorded I was babysitting my nephew so that was fun
2: and it's just it's that whole entire like being busy and then whenever I open the document I'm like I still I don't like to step on people's toes and I kind of feel like if I write a match the wrong way because we write out the matches yeah after they're run um, if I write a match the wrong way, then somebody's gonna come in and edit it, and I'm gonna, and, or they're gonna get mad, or mm-hmm. whatever. And just is, I would much rather do it on my own, but then, like, uh, I don't know how to run TW. I know,
0: it's, uh, I think one of the most, some of the most fun I ever had with one of those threads was when we just decided to crash and burn the WWE. Like, I've, hon- yeah. I've
2: honestly thought about doing that with WCW. Let's just like,
0: flame
1: just
2: out. Just give us free reign. Let us hire whoever we want. I I want to I want to. We've already got one. We already got one classic, uh, goon related wrestler out of Nick Lovett. <laughs> it's on is on our roster. Nice. Let's let's go whole hog with it. Let's get your rules in there. Let's let's get let's hire Dave as a, an announcer. You know, it, they got Mike Quackenbush. I was like, come on, we wanted Quackenbush. Why why did WWF get Quackenbush?
0: Man, I had so, I was having so much fun with my, I was playing TW on my own for a while. And I had Roddy Piper d- managing 3MB. It's kind of awesome.
2: Oh, that worked so, that worked so well, I wish they'd done that in real life.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it was
2: great.
0: And they feuded with the Usos and Naomi.
2: I think the favorite thing that I did in the Tew game, because they didn't give me a whole, I didn't have a whole lot of freedom in the game. Right. Which I really wish they'd given me more of, because I, I was writing these amazing storylines and stuff that I did. Yeah. My favorite thing that I did that ended up getting cut, though, was I had the giant cut a promo against WCW on his way out the door, and this, it was the most CM Punk promo, Paul White would have never actually done this promo, where he was just all like, this company sucks, everybody here sucks, you guys are terrible, I hate it here, I don't like it anymore, I'm gonna go to a company that actually treats me with respect and doesn't have me dishonor the memory of a great man like Andre the Giant with this stupid gimmick. It was really just a mix between like Dustin Rhodes doing the Seven, seven, yeah. you know, shoot promo, and then CM Punk, like I gotta get a lot of things off of my chest, the pipe bomb, yeah. and They were like, we can't do this because you're going to be talking bad about the company. That's
0: kind of the point.
2: That's kind of the point. That's what a shoot is. (sighs) Scott Steiner did it, and they were like, yeah, Scott Steiner's also an idiot. I'm like, yeah, make a good
0: point. Yeah. So we started off on a pretty good tangent. And we went Uh, off on another. (laughs) (laughs) I really want Heath Slater to be like, the corporate suit-wearing big bad guy and doing his best Wade Barrett impression. See,
2: so That would be awesome. Even more awesome than what we were talking yeah. about earlier. But they'll <laughs> never do that. I know. But if they did, I could just see that.
0: Yeah. They're like, You, most southern guy in the whole room. Do your best English accent. Because you're the smarmy corporate heel. Speaking so, of smarmy corporate heels, we had uh, Rollins on Raw.
2: Yeah, Rollins is back. I, I yeah. heard about this. Um, and what what are your thoughts on it? Cause my thoughts on it is that they brought him back to immediate. So they brought him back to immediately make him a heel, right? Exactly. And it's like, but he's getting babyface pops because he's been gone for so long, and we miss him. Yeah. So why did you do this?
0: I know, that was my first thought, was like, that immediate disappointment. Because it's already patently obvious where it's going to end up. And it just leaves me wondering, like, how many more times are they going to do this with Roman? How many more people are they just going to throw under the bus to try and get the fans behind him? And it's we've said it over and over again. And having AJ Styles come out and talk about what a golly gee swell guy Roman is and how super tough he is and all that, it's not going to work. It's just going to make things worse. Did they, did they do that on Raw? Yeah. So they pulled a Daniel Bryan with him? Yep. Oh, no. It's, Didn't you learn the last time you did that, Vince? It did not end well. No. It killed Daniel Bryan.
2: Oh, oh, God. AJ Styles is going to get his neck broken, just like he did to all those other people.
0: Yeah. And they're just throwing people at Roman to try and get him over with people, and that's going to work with a segment of the crowd, there's no doubt. But for the majority of the crowd that they're trying to win over, it's just going to alienate them more. It's just going to make it worse.
2: You would think, with his relationship to The Rock, that they would learn that Rocky Mayavia didn't work. He did not become popular until he became a heel, which is exactly what they need to do with him, but for some reason, they've just not taken the bait.
0: And I think, if you look at interviews and stuff with Roman, like, he does come across a little entitled in some of them. And it's got to be frustrating for him as a performer to be told, like, you're getting this rocket strapped to you no matter what, and to just get booed, and to just... Not only that, he's also hand-strung by the writing, where it comes across incredibly disingenuous
2: really does especially with in some of the interviews he's done we were talking about him being entitled i remember one specific one where he said i'm here to make money yeah i'm in this for the money and then for a while he was trying to do the baby face thing of I'm doing this for the fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: no, no, you're not. We all know you're doing it for the money, so you should be a heel. Why are you still a babyface? We don't understand.
0: And it's, you know, they never had to show Cena, like, going to the front row and talking to a make-a-wish family. Just show what a swell guy he is. They did that no, with Roman.
2: They never had to do that with John. John did it anyway. Yeah. They just happened to catch it on
0: camera. And with Roman, it was prolonged, it was deliberate, and the crowd knew what it was, and they didn't go for it. They booed. They didn't boo the family, they just kept booing Roman. So, it just leaves me to wonder, like, what's it going to take for them to stop?
2: And in my opinion, nothing is going to make them stop it until until they thank his career.
0: And it's so sad because I have no doubt that if they let him tap into some of the frustration he has honestly shown sometimes, if they let him cut a die-rocky-die promo, you know, when the rock first turned heel, he goes, you know, I remember those die-rocky-die signs. And he just, it was passionate, it was intense, and it was like, real. It was genuine. And Roman just has to keep up this facade. It always feels like a performance with him.
2: He got close once. And I remember the crowd actually liked it. Well, twice actually, now I think about it. The one time he hit Stephanie. Yeah. And the crowd went nuts. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately turned on him again, like 15 minutes later. Yeah. Because, he, you know, he wouldn't... Like he he got out of the ring and just laughed and didn't continue to like beat up Hunter. He just laughed. Mm-hmm. And that was that, and the crowd booed him yeah. on his way out because so they were like, "Oh, really? You're gonna hit a woman and just leave because you hit her?" Yeah. And it, cause it was it was supposed to be an accident, you know. But yeah. They and then right after, I want to say it was WrestleMania where he cut the promo where he was. I'm not a bad guy. Oh my god. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. And it got some cheers because everybody was like, oh, they're finally turning up heel. This is going to be so great. And then immediately it was just all like, I want to have a really good match with the next whoever's going to, you know, yeah. let do this, you know, back the babyface stuff. And they're like, oh, God, no, they're going to keep it going.
0: And they not and then all-
2: they put him up against AJ, of all people, which was like, why would you do that? You're basically making AJ out to be the heel.
0: And the crux of the situation, I can't speak for every single wrestling fan. I can speak for me when I say my issue with Roman isn't necessarily with Roman. It's that there are half a dozen people I would rather see in his position right now. On the roster.
2: That is true. And if I, if I had to say their biggest mistake, That WWE has made lately, it really was not going, okay, let's let Roman cool for a year and let's put Dean in his position, which they should have because he was white hot at the Rumble. Mm -hmm.
0: And the thing is, Ambrose is very good at getting that momentum back. You give him some wins, you let him quietly gain some victories here and there. And he's back on that level. You let him talk. And he's, he can get a lot of that momentum back. Will he ever be as hot as he was with the world title? I don't know. But I feel like he could be if they committed.
2: That's what I was gonna say was if, just, just not even talking. Put him on camera. Yeah. He he did some of the best work in getting over not saying a word when he was going in the, what was they called the street fight match? Yeah. At WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. And at one point, Brock is in the ring with Heyman. Heyman's cutting a promo. He just shows up and just starts loading down a cart with weapons. Yeah. Doesn't say a word, doesn't even look at them, and then walks away. And Heyman and Brock are both like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. And the crowd was going insane. And yeah. that's all he had to do. Never had to say a single word of promo. Yeah. Just the reaction to, oh, hey, look, I got a, oh, it's a of stick. I'll just hold on to that. Let's, ooh, look at that. The crowd ate it up. He had them yeah. eating literally out of the palm of his Well, not literally, figuratively out of the palm of his hand. And he didn't have to say a word. No. And that's all he has to do is to show up and he has everything about his body language, the way he speaks, his performance in the ring. Mm-hmm. All of that's the perfect package. Yeah, he's a little nutty. Maybe he isn't exactly the most kid-friendly material, but it's, it's wrestling. We're yeah. not exactly looking for Mickey Mouse.
0: No, wrestling's always been kind of counterculture, too. So... It's always kind of attracted some of the misfits and some of the oddballs. That's who likes it.
2: Literally the misfits.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I think with Ambrose, again, it's that feeling of genuineness. And it's the same with someone like a Sandow or someone like a Slater or someone like an Owens where you can just tell they're putting everything they have into it. Whether it's like an intercontinental title match, whether it's a ladder match, whether it's like some kind of goofy job or squash, they're throwing everything they have into what they're doing, no matter where they are on the card.
2: I hate to bring him back up again, because we literally just got done talking about him, but everything you're saying right now, the Miz, Yeah. And then also Cena, they that's the reason why those guys were so... Good, it's so popular because they went out there and gave it everything they had and they made it work for everything that they could do. Yeah. And the problem I see with Reigns is he's talent wise, he's almost there. Yeah. He's got a couple of things he really needs to work on. He needs to get some more moves under his belt and he's working on that. Yeah. He needs to clean up a lot of the stuff that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the spear, I honestly think the spear's got to go. I don't have a problem with the Superman punch. but The spear is so overused. I have a it's problem. Have something different.
0: I have a problem with the Superman punch in that it just feels like it, it's a move that gets spammed. Like every it, other move feels does. like a Superman punch.
2: It does. I, I think it's a good signature.
0: It's fine, but I think it's overused.
2: If you look at all of the major stars in the WWE over the years. Mm-hmm. They've always had a major move that wasn't just a, I jump in the air and punch you in the face. Yeah. Um, you know, Stone Cold had the stunner. Yeah. Yeah, the Uh, Fez
0: Press. Yeah, like, a lot.
2: You had, uh, Cena has the attitude adjustment. Mm -hmm. Or that previously was known as the FU. Yeah. You know, do a Fireman's carry and then, you know, sit out. It's, it's, you have also several others that, even, even Punk. Had one of the, I felt he had one of the weakest looking finishers out of the GTS. But the thing with that was, it was still a knee being applied to a face. Yeah. And that's something that looks damaging. Exactly. More, way more than a punch. And he did it by lifting somebody up and then dropping them. Yeah. And that's what Roman needs. Roman needs a Kevin Owens stuff. If if Kevin's not allowed to do it, because he he's hinted at it. Oh, look what I'm going to do. And then the crowd goes wild and then never does it. (laughs) Give the package pile driver to Roman. As long as Roman can do it safely. And that would get Roman way more over than the punch to the face.
0: Yeah, I just feel like every every other counter he has is Superman punch. Superman Uh punch. Superman punch. I don't have a problem with the move itself. Like you said, it's a punch to the face. But it just feels like he goes to that every other move and it's kind of diminishing returns for me i'd rather see like one really cool superman punch as a counter rather than like half a dozen so-so ones through the course of a single match
2: yeah especially when when he does it it's always He's got it locked down perfectly. He makes it look good every time. Mm-hmm. But when you see the same move over and over and over again, it's like with video games that have canned animation. Exactly. When you do, uh, like in the new Doom game, if you hit a certain button, you do like a special melee kill that grants you more ammo or more health or something. I don't know. I don't own the game. I watch my roommate play it. <laughs> But it, it, you know, it's like three seconds of your life. You gotta sit there and watch. Yeah. And seeing it over and over and over again. It's always the same animations. You get kind of bored with it. And it's one of the reasons why in the WWE video games, you do the same move over and over again. It doesn't have the same result. It's always diminishing uh, returns on how much you're doing damage to the opponent. Oh. It's the same way with This, in terms of its popularity, eventually we're just not going to believe the Superman punch is worth a damn. Yeah. You see the attitude adjustment hit, and somebody kicks out of it, you're like,
0: That's a big deal.
2: That's a big deal, because he rarely gets to hit it and not win. Mm Mm-hmm. When he, when he goes to, if he, if Cena's losing, he's not hitting attitude adjustment. If he does hit an attitude adjustment, they kick out and he loses, it's the Undertaker or somebody like that. Yeah. It's gonna be a big deal. It rarely happens if Cena loses a match and he actually hits an attitude adjustment.
0: Right.
2: And that's what the Superman punch should be. It, it, not the Superman punch, but that's what Roman's move should be. Whatever it is, it should be something that we rarely see. Yeah. That's why I that's why it hurts so bad to find out that. AJ hit the styles clash.
0: Twice. And Roman
2: kicked twice and Roman kicked out. He hit the styles like, clash.
0: Once he hit the styles clash again on a chair.
2: And it was one of those things where it's like, he hasn't really been able to do that move. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big deal when he finally hits it. It's gonna be like the Rainmaker. They're just gonna be gone. Yeah. And then he does it, and everybody's like Roman kicked out of it. The first time he gets to do the style clash to WWE. No, he and did Roman
0: it he did it to Curtis Axel.
1: Uh, oh.
0: But yeah, no, I I understand exactly what you mean. It that not should be like I, an endgame kind of move and it was just treated as a transition.
2: Not only did I forget that he had done that, but at the same exact time. Yeah, it was Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel's been taken down mm-hmm. by a
0: clothesline. And the thing is, like with Raw, it's There's almost no point to going segment by segment with it. Unless, like, there's a really good match. Because it's all very samey right now. Like, they're all just kind of leading to the pay-per-views. McMahon family stuff. Isn't Roman great? And, like, really good wrestling in between.
2: It it seems to be, like... You know... It seems to be to me... Leading towards the, what, well, you know, the brand split's happening. Yeah. And that's what is all has all been so boring lately with, with WWE's yeah. programming with Raw, is because we're, we're saving all the big stuff for the brand split because we're to want you to choose. Mm-hmm. And that's what it really feels like to me, with having them live Tuesdays, mm-hmm. rather than live Thursdays. Doing the live Tuesday show, it seems to me to be, you have to choose. You can watch Monday Night Raw or you can watch Tuesday night SmackDown. You can only choose one. You have to choose are you mm-hmm. going to side with are you going to side with Shayna Mack? Are you going to side with Steph? Which one are you going to go with?
0: And it's and that's, Yeah.
2: I was going to say that's what it it feels like they're like we just have to get through this until we can get, 'cause we're waiting for USA to give us the night. Mm-hmm. And then the night that it goes live, I think they're probably going to roll out their big stuff. Until then, it's
0: holding pattern, keep it
2: very, very status. Yeah, uh, holding pattern, keep mm-hmm. it very status quo. Move into that.
0: Bide bide time until some of the injured people come back.
2: Hopefully, they do. Soon. Yeah, especially especially Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say that. No, uh, I don't. I, I want them to come. I want him to come back. But the fact that they need Cena right now is so horrible it's, to be cuz they have so much good talent and they need Cena to save the show.
0: And it's really a shame because the, the roster like is as good as it's ever been in terms of talent. There is very few people on the roster now that I would say immediate dead weight. It's more that the writing doesn't live up to the talent of the right, of the, the wrestlers.
2: And they recently got rid of the dead weight. I I don't think Sandow was dead weight, and Torito. They didn't have anything for him with Hornswoggle. Yeah, was leaving so, but he in Barrett was obviously he was quitting. Yeah, so that was different. Um and but like with with Rose, what are they really gonna do with them? That gimmick was lame anyway.
1: Yeah, and
2: Ryback was interesting but he never he never was good enough no. in the ring to to justify his interestingness i always thought that ryback was a fun character but whenever he got in the ring i i winced with every single bump
0: well yeah he like, tended to hurt people um very hurty Manflare oh, and i have it. talked about this too where I think you're going to start to see more and more people choosing to leave. Like your Barrett's, like your Cody Rhodes, where they're not getting what they need creatively or professionally out of the company. So why stick around for a brutal, never ending grind filled with ridiculous petty politics, storylines that can change like when you're standing at the entrance ramp, just If you're not having fun with it, if you're not getting anything out of it, I don't blame people for leaving. And I think you're going to start to see more of that.
2: I feel that Cody made the right decision for Cody. Yeah. He made it at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know how this brand split is going to affect things. Could you imagine for a moment? We Mm -hmm. don't know yet. What if SmackDown is Helm? It's, it's SmackDown's been getting increasingly, increasingly good. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of the NXT guys yeah. that was writing for NXT is on SmackDown. SmackDown's getting really good now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What if that's, like, Vince just goes to, I'm, I'm going to say it, Paul LeVette.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He goes to Paul LeVette and says, this is going to be your beast now. This is going to be your show. I'm going to do Monday. You're going to do Tuesday. Let's see who the better man is. And, You know, Paul takes it seriously, and he's all like, I'm Triple H. I'm the guy who's been the guy in this company since the 90s. I've made this company what it is today, and I made it for Vince. Now i got to show him I'm the guy to run this company when he eventually retires, because he will retire or die, one or the other. And SmackDown becomes amazing, and Cody's not there to be there for it. Yeah. All the other guys that quit and stuff, they had their own reasons for doing it. Mm -hmm. They weren't people that I particularly liked. I've always liked Cody Rhodes. Cody was amazing.
0: Well, and the thing is, too, the one shame is apparently Cody left on rather bad terms. So, Mm -hmm. whereas the other people probably far less so, and including Barrett, who really gave them a hell of a lot of notice with, like, over a year.
2: Oh. Cody's the whole and I don't know what his actual story is, but by the way I read his posts that were posted online that he what the thing that he said, the the paragraphs of text, it really seemed like he really did go up to Vince and was just like, I don't want to do Stardust anymore Vince said, but the kids love it and he was like, I don't really give a damn because this is insulting and I want to do something more. I have these great ideas we at least listened to him. Vince said no, and he was like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't have to take this shit. I'm Cody Rhodes.
0: Exactly. This and. Good. That's exactly what he should have done. Yeah. So I also. I just, like I said, I feel like indie, the indies are gonna start gobbling people up because there's been such a talent snatch, but that's always how it's worked. It's like a. It's like a brain drain, one way or the other. You know, the they.
2: Rumors. That are going around right now are amazing. Oh. The the one rumor I heard was Dixie is in talks of bringing Ryan Reeves into TNA, and I was like, please do that.
1: that
0: Go for amazing.
2: it! Amazing. That would be such such shot in the I I would. uh oh,
1: I would
0: TNA I World dream Champion of that. Yeah.
2: TNA World Champion Ryan Reeves. Oh my gosh. The other one I heard was that. And and this one is such a rumor that none of the websites are talking about it. Some people were talking about it on Twitter. I think they're just fantasy booking. Yeah. Basically. But I would love to see it. Apparently, according to the rumors, Chavo is watching all the people who are leaving WWE and going, these are the people I want in Lucha. Let's bring them into LU. Let's get some contracts on these guys for season four.
1: Oh, that'd be great!
2: And because season three just finished, yeah. And it's like I don't know if like if if they get any of these guys, they're gonna only get it coming in at season four. That means they're gonna have actual good plans for them, no matter who they get.
0: Exactly. And one of the
2: the, the one big rumor, the reason why this was brought up was, apparently, they're looking at bringing in Torito and having the Masquerita. Masquerita. Yeah. Like, both of them together is like, a twin minis tag team. Like, that sounds amazing if they'll actually do it.
1: Hell I don't yeah.
2: I don't think it's real. I think it's just a rumor that somebody made up, but that's what was being posted on Twitter, and I'm like, please make that a <laughs> That would be awesome. Because he's already got the outfit. We've seen him do the clone. Yeah. You know, previously to Torito, so it would be amazing. But, you
0: know, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of raw, and we've gone over the brand split, I guess too, yeah, raw was I mean I was just looking at the list it's treading water just it's the same stuff, yeah like it's
2: it's uh, Seth comes out, cuts um on um, Brack promo, everybody cheers for him. they did a yes chant, apparently, yeah, brains once again, just douche, you know yeah, being a douche, and then after that it's. Stephanie and Shane, and in a bunch of matches that worked pretty good. Yep. There was Sami Zayn went up against Sheamus. They got a two-star rating, yeah. apparently, according to the Wrestleview.com. Uh New Day had a match with a social outcast that had to be pretty good.
0: Yeah. um, That's the thing. The wrestling is never the worst part of Raw. Never. They they've got so they've got a deep enough roster. I don't know why people keep saying the roster's so thin right now. It's really not. It's just that they keep going back to the same people over and over and over again and it just feels stale.
1: There is one thing I want to ask you sure. about.
2: Now that I'm looking I'm actually looking through it now. Um so they're doing money in the bank qualifying yeah. now, which is awesome. I love that. Now, tell me about this Miz versus Cesaro match because, surprise, surprise, uh, spoiler alert, Cesaro wins. Yes. So, right, so, so far it's going to be Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and the Money in the Bank. So, Cesaro won a match against the Miz. Yes. so, So, how did that go down? Like, I mean, it's something that, Cesaro hasn't been around in a in a little bit. It just recently came back. And he's winning matches? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, uh they've been feud he's been feuding with the Miz. They uh there's been kind of a four way going on for uh the Intercontinental title the Miz just recently retained. It was Cesaro, Miz, uh Zane, and Owens.
2: But wasn't that Intercontinental match wasn't that Basically, just him and Owens and Cesaro and Zane were kind of like on the sideline? No,
0: it was, it was a four way. And, but yeah, yeah. But, I,
2: but what I mean by that, it was mostly Miz versus Owens. Cesaro and Zane were just kind of there, weren't they? Uh, That's the way I kind of understood it. Miz and
0: Cesaro have been fusing for a bit. They had a singles match and then it developed into a four way.
2: It always seemed to me like Owens was really the one that was pushing Mrs. Buttons for, for a while there.
0: Yeah, they've kind of gone back and forth. They've had, like, the four guys kind of circling around each other for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty fun. It's led to some really good matches, too. And they've been playing around with stuff like tag matches and this and that. And they had one recently where it was uh Owens and Zane teaming up against Miz and Cesaro. And it was a lot of fun, and it actually made me want to have Owens and Zayn doing the tag team champions who hate each other storyline. And I usually hate that storyline. So, yeah, the guys have just been kind of all circling around each other. Uh Miz has been winning through, like, chicanery, and in this case, he did not... Uh he didn't win. So, it's just that they've all been kind of going around each other. I don't know what the end game is. I don't think they know what the end game is.
2: Miz being in the money in the bank is kind of redundant anyway. He's already got a title. Yeah.
0: And it led to uh, Cesaro getting the pin, led to him getting an Intercontinental title shot on SmackDown. Ooh. Yeah.
2: I I I didn't watch that.
0: No. Did you watch SmackDown last night? I couldn't make it. Something came up.
2: I had to. They usually they usually have SmackDown on at the bar I do trivia at, but it wasn't on that
1: night.
2: Huh? I don't know why. Weird. Um, I'm going through the through what happened in the show. Chris Jericho is yeah. also gonna be. He beat Apollo Cruz, which is eh, kind of shitty that. But,
0: well, uh, what um, had happened?
2: Old, old guy up against Cruz and then have Cruz lose.
0: What had I mean, happened though, uh, after the Seamus and Zayn match, Seamus was all pissed off. He jumped Cruz after the match, after his match.
1: Uh, so,
0: it did kind of explain why Cruz lost. So it wasn't just cold. That's good. Yeah.
2: Then we, uh, apparently they made a joke. Um, about Donald Trump?
0: yeah Screw it.
2: With Darren Young and Bob Backlund? What was that? No, all they,
0: about? uh. Basically, they. Backlund wanted him to name all the presidents in order.
2: And Darren couldn't do this.
0: No, he's. He's. He at one point just said, Are you serious? And. Backlund's like, Do a million squats until you die. Um.
2: God bless you, Bob Backlund, in your senile old way.
0: Yeah. So...
2: So, Enzo came back. Yeah. How's he doing?
0: How you doing? He's great.
2: I'm so glad they got called up. I haven't, like I said, I haven't yeah. been watching. I've been fully But, um... I was so glad when I heard they got called up. And I was glad when I heard that the uh, Villains got called yes. up, but that apparently they haven't been doing so hot.
0: Well, the there's theirs is a gimmick that needed some explanation, and they didn't get any, so it's been hurting them. But, eh, it's a shame. Like, that gimmick had kind of a short... That was tailor-made for NXT, and it's just having a hard time translating over.
2: Uh, That's what I figured would happen with them, which is a shame, because they got a really good gimmick. They're not the best wrestlers, but they got a really good gimmick and I love it. Um, And uh, I think that Cass and Enzo are going to get over no matter what, because their gimmick is something that translates to modern day.
0: They're getting to talk, they've got a fun chantable catchphrase, they're gonna get over. It's easy.
2: They're the new New Age album. Exactly. But better. In every way.
0: Yeah. Um
2: plus Enzo's hair has gotten bigger yes. somehow.
0: Uh next up was Charlotte. Uh a lot of mixed feelings on this promo. I thought it was pretty good. She did stumble a few times, but whatever. That was a lot of uh, speech for the women's segments, which don't usually get that kind of time. So, again, a lot of what Charlotte said felt very genuine, and I've been saying for weeks that she's needed to get rid of Rick, and they did it in a way that made her look like a jackass and built up some sympathy for Rick. So, I thought the segment was fine, and it did its job. Was it technically perfect? No. But it was effective.
2: Then it says here that all three commentators were disgusted by her act. Yeah. So there was no, they all turned on her, including like JBL. Including JBL. Yeah. And or even JBL turning, you feel it would have been the opposite. Like that would feel like a Byron moment. Like Byron should have stepped in at that Mm -hmm. and been all like, "No, this is perfect for her," and the other maybe the other two would then turn on him. But all three of them. I mean, yeah, she's a heel, but yeah, uh, well, know, that was...
0: it's that tell don't show thing WWE does a lot. Yeah. So it's like when they had Fandangoing being a thing, and they cut to Michael Cole Fandangoing the next week, and it killed it. Because My- yeah, Michael Cole doing anything will kill. Exactly. And they've yet to realize that, like. They don't have to tell people how much fun WWE is. Just be fun. Done. Um, And now, not only did they sacrifice Roman, not only did AJ come out and say, like, Roman's such a great guy, he's getting a losing streak. Because he he doesn't want to be associated with Gallows and Anderson anymore. For some reason.
2: That didn't make... Wait, wait. So the club isn't happening? No,
0: apparently not. Oh,
2: this is so bad. I feel like if, they
0: if, they might if, bring up Finn for it.
2: That was what I was going to say. The only way this works now is if they bring up Finn.
0: Yeah, and it would be cool to have Finn be like, Look, AJ, you were... You know, I I started the club. I I did this for you, and you're turning down my presence, so now I have to, like, eat your soul. Done.
2: That- Amazing, and would it would instantly get him over with the crowd, Mm -hmm. just because it's him and AJ, and not Roman. Yeah. Also, he skipped a segment. The segment where Dolph Ziggler loses.
0: Yeah, and after he talked about he was going to show Baron what proper technical wrestling looked like, and he lost.
2: Because Ambrose is awesome. Yeah. That's all we have to say about that. Ambrose beat Ziggler and we're all happy for
0: this. I really like Baron Corbin's gimmick. His gimmick oh, is, I it's hate it's Dolph Ziggler.
2: I love that so much. It's better than an NXT gimmick of, I hate indie wrestlers. Now it's just, I hate this one douchebag who deserves it for being a terrible
0: person." Yeah. And so, like, the Owen Styles match was really damn fun. It, how could it not be? Uh,
2: you got two of the best guys who were in the Indies are just beating on each yeah. other. I could not. I gotta imagine this was. If this was not the best match of the night, it, 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 it from what I'm reading here it was the main event. Yes. it had to be the best match. It was of
0: fantastic. Night. It was a lot and of fun. Like, Owens, what I love. Owens won. Yeah, clean. Ugh. What I love. Clean. What I absolutely love with Owens is just the little touches he puts in, like, running towards the ropes like he's going to do a tope, and then, like, going under the bottom rope, and coming out to punch him. Like, little stuff like that.
2: From what I'm reading here, the best part of the match was Owens telling Michael Cole to shut up. Well,
0: that usually is. He's always telling people to shut up. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, again, just a solid as hell show. Like, the match, I mean. It was really damn fun. So, enjoyed the hell out of it. I think, like, they really don't know what the hell they're doing with AJ. And that's kind of my thing. Whenever they keep stuff ambiguous like this, I think, like, they don't know what they're doing and not in the sense that they're doing it incompetently but they literally don't know what the plan is what the end game is
2: that's always been a problem with them but their their reasoning for doing it is actually fairly solid it's something i've always argued against with people who cause i i think the people who say it that they never have a plan they're right they should have a plan They should always have a plan going forward. They're the ones that that had Hunter going out there being like, there's always a plan B, but they never seem to have one. They just seem to make it up as they go. Mm -hmm. But the reason that they do is twofold. One, they never know how the crowd is going to react. And outside of Roman and a couple of other people, they're always trying to kind of go, okay, they don't really like this guy. We got to switch things up real quick to make sure this guy... It has this part of the storyline.
0: Well, I don't know. I feel like the crowd opinion is less and less important to them these days, as evidenced by yeah. Roman. It just feels like they should be like, okay, the next big moment is SummerSlam, where some this person's going to turn heel. How do we get from point A to point B? And it just feels yeah. like point B, they're constantly changing that.
2: In the early 2000s, the late 90s, early 2000s, even going up until, like, the 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 teens mm-hmm. in general, well, not the now, but, like, even in 2011, yeah. they really did seem to respect the crowd's opinion. Mm-hmm. But now they're really kind of, they're not ignoring it so much. Actively
0: they're going, spiting them?
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy we put all this money into. Why don't you like him? We're
0: doing everything we've always ever done before, and it's not working.
2: You don't want CM Punk. You want Yeah. You don't want Dean Ambrose. You want Roman Reigns.
0: You don't want Seth Rollins. You want Roman Reigns. You don't want Zack Ryder. You want Roman Reigns. You don't want anybody else but Roman Reigns.
2: By the way, I'm surprised that no other podcast has brought this up, and I will be the first to bring it up here on Crossing Borders. i I'm, I'm so offended by WrestleMania, the fact that they put the, they, they put a belt on Zack Ryder. They made him a champion for a fucking Snickers commercial. <laughs> I'm so pissed about that, because I really like Zack. He's not the best wrestler, but he's put so much heart and soul into it, you gotta love him. Yeah, he, he is. He, he, I, I always like the scrappy underdogs. I, I
1: dude,
0: you're talking to a Heath Slater dying. fan.
2: I love Heath Slater. <laughs> I love 3MB. I, I, thought 3MB was great. So I, I, I always liked Punk. I always liked uh, even when Punk was champion, he was always having to go against everyone, and he really didn't seem like he was ever gonna rise above. It. He never got to WrestleMania moment, No. you know. Um,
0: and it was funny just, because. I think Punk complaining about not getting a WrestleMania moment led to that branding of WrestleMania moments.
2: It is really... So weird. Definitely so much through that. This,
0: this company's so fucking backwards sometimes.
2: <laughs> well, it, not his WrestleMania... He always got WrestleMania moments. He never got the main event. No. That was his big thing. Yeah, I'd never got the... The main event's always the last match on the card. That's what he said. And it was his big thing with, like, I've got to have
1: that. Yeah.
2: It's true. They totally put the champion in a match against The Undertaker. That should have been the main event and it should have been for the belt.
0: Yeah. And I would
2: have loved to have seen Undertaker win. Mm-hmm. Cuz that would have been like, if if that had, if that had been the case, I would have loved to have seen Undertaker win with him not it not being the main event and Punk being champion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it not being a championship match. I think Punk should have won it just because he should have been the one to break the streak, I think, with that particular setup. If he had been the champion and it was a championship match and it was the main event of WrestleMania, I would have been fine with him losing to The Undertaker and The Undertaker holding the belt for a month and losing it at payback to Cena. That would have been fine, or The Mm Rock, or whoever, as compared to he kept it for another few months and then lost it to The Rock. Yeah. And it made it made sense on paper, right? But it wasn't a. He was the champion of the company, and he was not in the main event of the show. And of course, like he said on on Colt Cabana's podcast, oh, there's four main events. No, there isn't. There's only one main event. Yeah. But I've always liked those guys. I've always even even the really bad ones. And, and and by that I don't mean like Adam Rose. Adam Rose was a terrible person. and He was really bad in the ring too. But like I've always had a soft spot in my heart for guys like oh who are some of the really like just just jokes that never really went anywhere that were terrible like uh Fred Ottman, I got to meet him in real life mm-hmm. and and that was wonderful. I always liked the Shockmaster. I thought that was a great gimmick. I loved um oh hell, I gotta say it, ICP. <laughs> I love those guys in wrestling. I their music's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's okay sometimes. Yeah, it's not the best. They're,
0: I mean, they... Uh, it's the thing, courage-worthy,
2: for sure. crazy thing is, as it.
0: bookers, they're like, or as promoters, they're one of the most fair and honest ones out there.
2: And as wrestlers, they weren't half bad for never actually having formal training. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, they were yeah. actually really good. Uh, not the best, obviously. No. Um. Uh, it's, where's some of the other guys? Who's that guy that was with Ryder for a while in NXT? Oh, um, uh,
0: Mojo.
2: Yeah, Mojo Raleigh. Terrible, absolutely terrible. But I just had—he had so much heart. He brought so much heart to it that you just kind of had to love him. Dude, he was like a—he was like a little puppy.
0: My favorite Avengers, Hawkeye. So, in the movies, it's
2: so, hard. I can't even think of who my favorite Avenger is. It's...
0: You want to talk to, underdog? I, like, I want, I like the guy who gets less than 20 lines.
2: I mean, I would say that my favorite adventure is Iron Man, but then they did do the Civil War movie, and I was instantly like, oh, I read the original comic. This is going to be bad. Then they did the, whose side are you on? Team Cap or Team Iron Man? And my first thought was, I wonder how the hashtag Team Iron Man people are going to feel when this movie actually.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, And no yeah. one
2: said a word afterwards. I was like, "Yeah, y'all kind of feel bad about that now, mm-hmm. don't
0: you?" Uh, yeah, it was. I was Team Cap.
2: Oh, I was too. But I read the original comic yeah. and and understood the point.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: Excuse me. Um.
1: So sp- but I mean, yeah. as
2: far as like, I mean, like with the with the social outcasts right now, yeah. Outside of the new day, because the
1: new day are still so awesome. Yeah, I I am still yeah. But the social outcasts again,
2: they are the underdogs. Bo Dallas, there we go. That was who else I yeah. think of earlier. Bo Dallas, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. He's bad. He's nothing like like um his brother at all. Mm-hmm. I mean Wyatt is at least competent. Bo is there, but he's not good yeah he's he's competent enough in the ring for indie wrestler but not wwe standard but he a could not he doesn't cut a good promo he cuts a really funny one and i like that yeah. and b you just feel so bad for the guy even when he's a heel you feel bad for him cause it's like he's trying to raise our spirits so we could both believe he's doing it all yeah. for himself of course it, no one gives
0: a shit, and I—I I mean, there was a great bit with the social outcasts. I don't know if it was just a website thing or what. Or after Raw, and like the the outcast Bo says something, the outcasts all rag on him immediately, and then like Heath and Curtis and Adam walk away in disgust, and Bo looks at Renee, and he has the most. The biggest smile on his face, and he goes, "They're my best friends."
2: (laughs) That was—I remember that. I remember seeing that video. (sighs) That was—it really was one of the most adorable things. Yeah, and that's what I like about them
1: right Mm -hmm. now.
2: That's what I like about them. They are just—they're the even when they were saying like, like you know who's. Which one of us is gonna be in the Royal Rumble? Uh, it's it, it don't matter! We're, we're all gonna be in the Royal Rumble! And we're all gonna win! And it it ended up just being one guy. Yeah. When they came out, we're all pointing it So who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? It's... Curtis.
1: Curtis, go! Axelmania! You know,
2: that was, it was so adorable. Yeah. I love it. So,
0: uh, one thing I liked with them was, initially they didn't get along at all. Like, and it was constantly like these four guys who should not be egomaniacs due to their win-loss records, but they're uh, such egomaniacs that they're costing themselves the wins. And that was really fun to see this stable that was barely holding together because it couldn't contain all these prima donnas.
2: But outside of the ring, yeah. when they started getting into their whole entire like, who is better? Yeah. Who's the best member of the social act? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I like myself, and then somebody else would be like, "Well, I, I'm pretty good," and Bo would be like, "I believe," and then they would all like, "But you know what? We're we're a team. We're a brotherhood. We all love each other because no one loves us." Yeah. And that's why we stay together, and that's why we're such good friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like so like no, they get it they totally understand the idea of like we all want to be number 1 yeah. but we need each other right now and it was kind of cute yeah so kind of reminded me of you know hug it out and mm-hmm. all that stuff with, with Daniel Bryan and Kane you know i i'm the tag team oh champions. my god they needed each other so bad but neither one of them wanted to admit it it was kind of cute
0: yeah um so let's uh move on from raw and we talk about a good show. Yes, and one that's much, much shorter. And I don't say shorter just because the opening match fe- featured Muscarita Sagrada. Hey, now, now that's Lucha under. That's yeah. what we call a segue.
2: That was perfect. I know. By the way, that's why I wasn't going to mention that you did a good segue because kind of ruined
0: it. Yeah, but I feel like I need to point it out sometimes.
2: It's Kind of like saying pun intended when we all kind of. Intending the pun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think pun intended is like my biggest verbal pet beef. It's like just let the pun stand on its own. So.
2: (laughs) So it opens up. You have the. You you run us through it because you have the actual thing brought up. I couldn't find uh, a a write up on it.
0: Well, I'm just kind of going from uh, my head actually. But the opening match was Joey Ryan versus Masquerita of Sagrada, and Striker and Vampiro were commenting that Sagrada's win-loss record has gotten worse since teaming with Famous B. Joey,
1: Well, yeah. Well, first, while
2: there's, you know, they're, they when they actually, there was something that happened before that, I couldn't remember what it was, but when they actually get to the in-ring action and they cut to Striker and Vampiro, Puro's phone starts going. Yes. Off. And he looks at it, he's like, hello? Okay. No, looks back at it, he, he just, you know what? Matt, it's for you. And he just hands it to him. Matt looks at it and goes, I don't know anybody for the 423 area code. And he's like, yeah. Talk to him, be famous.
0: Yeah, it was great.
2: But it was like, oh, this is so, like, like, it, it, and Stryker, in earnest, is like, hello? Oh, well, I, I want to be famous! Like he starts talking on the phone, and it was one of those things where it's like he's fucking with us. <laughs> and I love B. Yeah. And what's that guy's name? Um, the never famous I B. Name. Famous B. Yeah, yeah that's right. that's like I knew it was famous
1: something.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, he's. I just love his entire character. Is such a snake oil salesman, and it's wonderful, and it's perfect. It's the perfect manager. It's everything short of being Paul Heyman. Yeah. And it's wonderful. And he's representing Masquerita now. Yeah. And they're going into the match with Joey Ryan.
0: Yes. King of Dong style.
2: It was so wonderful to see him looking. He looks like... Do you... Do you, uh, you listen to any other podcasts or, or anything like that Some. at all? Do you know who Dick Masterson is from The Biggest Problem in the Universe with Maddox?
0: No, I'm afraid not. He
2: he wrote the book Men Are Better Than Women, and he was on the Dr. Phil show several times. He's a comedian, and, and very tongue-in-cheek uh, misogyny comes out of him. Joey Ryan has always reminded me of him, and in this one instance, did it click more than anything else when he pulled his trunks forward and poured oil all over his crotch and then just snapped it back like, you know, you want it.
0: Yeah, and he was doing spots where he was having trouble body slamming Masquerita. That was funny. Oh my gosh, like, just, he's got these great over-the-top mannerisms, but he also does some stuff that's, like, subtly funny, too. Like, even when he was in Aztec Warfare too, and he handcuffed himself to the railing, and he would just get the shit kicked out of him or get misted and just get beat savagely. It was great. He's really good at comedy wrestling.
2: Which led to the best spot of this match.
0: King of the Dong style.
2: Was it a kick or was it a punch? I don't It remember. was a kick. Uh, he, so, Famous B jumps up on the apron suddenly and distracts the rest. Yes. And he's all like, here's my card. I'm going to make you famous. Here you go. I, I can be your agent. It's going to be awesome. And the ref is like, I'm busy calling a match. What the hell is this? Meanwhile, <laughs> Joey turns around, and Masquerita just runs over and BAM! Just kicks him right in the dick. To which point, he starts pointing at his crotch to the audience
0: and just starts going,
1: Oh, you can't! Oh, I no, can't hurt it!
0: You yeah! can And Masquerita yeah! is selling the leg at this point. Yeah,
2: He's like like, hobbling back over to his corner, like, ah, 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 and and he's, it was just an amazing moment Mm -hmm. of him just pointing at his, that, that, that visual of Joey pointing at his crotch, almost like he was doing a DX chop, Yeah, and just, like, look at it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, That, that made Joey, like, Joey was already one of the Best characters in this yes. season that jumped him up to the top for me. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Um, it horrible striker commentary yeah, once again. The the um, how did he put it? Um, Masquerita actually rolls Joey up at one point. Yeah. And he goes, it's a small package, or so I guess for him it'd be a regular package. Yeah, I know. I think... Uh, s- yeah.
0: Striker, when he's not trying, is better. As weird as that sounds. When he's just... C- yeah, it's true. Yeah. Vampiro
2: seems to... Is this a- Vampiro usually kind of reels him in. Yeah. And Vampiro just seemed to be distracted at night. There was a lot of Striker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Vampiro's definitely having an off night. Uh...
2: I guess in character, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: very true. So, uh, moving on. Let's see. We had uh, Cage. Before that,
2: um, who's the... uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Taya. Taya. Yeah. Taya has a promo package Mm -hmm. that plays of her... Basically trying to be sexy. And succeeding. <laughs> but it has her putting moves, like wrestling poles and stuff on luchas. Yes. Mass luchas. Yes. Which ends with Sin Cara. <laughs> it ends with a guy in a Sin Cara mask. Nice. Getting slammed to the ground, and was like it, they're not even being subtle with that one. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful and I just wanted to make sure it got mentioned. Cause, holy shit. It was, I mean, the spotlight, I know that they did the high contrast thing that, that Robert likes to do on these outside of the ring
1: segments. Yeah.
2: But the spotlight ends up right on the mask. You can see the blue and the gold. It's so Sincara. It just, it was so obvious that the guy was wearing Sincara's mask and it was, very
0: blatant, kind of like El, and like I, Del Rio being on the missing person list in the cop's office.
2: That was just beautiful. It's a nice touch. It was, it was just like, let's just let's just make absolutely one hundred percent as much as we possibly can without getting sued. Let's make fun of the WWE yeah. as much
0: was as we can get away t- with. And I love, yeah, that. it was very tongue in cheek. Um,
2: so then we had. We had Cage versus. Shavo. Shavo. And
0: this was a fun match.
2: Oh, it's so good. Yeah.
0: Like, Shavo can put together a hell of a match. He can very much still go. Uh, they, they did really well in booking it. Cage looked like a monster, but it wasn't a squash. Like, Shavo looked smart and devious and mean.
2: And that's what I. Thought was so weird about the match. Was I honestly thought with him stealing the medallion and going into the Gods match Mm -hmm. in, you know, in Brian's place and winning. Yeah. And Brian, with Brian's help, because Brian got, you know, I'm going to have a match against you. The winner. For the title. Yeah. Because because you stole that medallion from me, and and it seemed like, and even even Stryker and Vampiro are like, he's going to destroy him, yeah, because he's pissed, and that didn't happen, yeah. and I couldn't figure out why until after the match, and when the match ended, and we'll get to why this whole entire thing went down, it made sense why he didn't absolutely murder him the second that he got an opportunity and that was the only thing I couldn't figure out. Is he did this completely straight, completely clean.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, there's uh, so many good spots. So yeah. many good spots. Cage is still amazing.
1: Yeah,
2: Everything that he does is still amazing. His, all of his reversals are always reversing into weird suplexes mm-hmm. I've never seen.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean... Ever. I wouldn't mind... I always feel like there's occasions where he's taking a few liberties. Like, I just wouldn't mind it being a little bit less murdery. But it's a quibble.
2: It's one of those things where if he, if everything he's doing is absolutely safe, I don't have a problem with it. If there's any percentage of this could go horribly wrong and ruin somebody's yeah. career, he stop doing
0: exactly. it. Exactly. And it was kind of... It was like uh when he was wrestling Taya. It was like, I'm not taking anything away from Taya as a performer because she looks like a badass. But I never want to see this match again because it's really, really uncomfortable. It just looks
2: like any second it's going to end up, any second in any one of his matches, yeah. any one of those moves can end up being... Something so bad that Matthew won't even put it on box,
0: Yeah. And I don't know if that's just his look or his work. I don't know that I've heard of him injuring people, but
2: it. I haven't heard of it if that makes you feel
0: yeah. better. Yeah. I feel like it's a matter of time with the way he does certain things. But, again, if he's safe, more power to him. Because it looks like death and that's kind of what you want. But, we'll see. Sometimes that line gets towed a little too closely for my liking.
2: This is very true. Um. um very true. It's, it, yeah. it, and I, and I, it, it, what I mean by that is I absolutely agree. Uh, with, um, we were talking about WWE earlier in former, well, soon to be former employee Ryback. Yeah. Ryback had some, had some things that he was doing that looked, In the ring, like it was absolutely. Oh, this looks so brutal because it actually was. Yeah. And that's the problem.
0: I mean, he was going a cage.
2: It seems safe because no one has a complaint, Mm -hmm. and it's like if it's safe, by all means, continue to do it. It just doesn't look like it when you. Yeah. So let's talk about the big spot in this match. Shavo goes for three amigos. Mm -hmm. He after the second one. It gets reversed. Yes. And Cage does his own version of the Three Amigos, which starts off with him doing what was the first move? Was it? I think if I remember correct, it said Alabama Slam. He immediately rolls out of that, picks him up again, goes for a package pile driver, <laughs> and then a sit out. No, it was a sit out pile driver, and then a package sure. power bomb. That's what it was, and it was so. Fucking brutal. Yeah. It was like, especially, no, the packet no, the sit-out pile driver was last. That sit-out pile driver looks like it would hurt so fucking much if you just accidentally dropped Shabo another inch. Yeah. And I'm like, why? If it's, at, it, it, it I had to be safe because Shabo walked away. Yeah. I, I did like the fact that they did Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that it got interrupted was that was good. I felt that was
1: mm-hmm.
0: good
2: because Eddie would have wanted it that oh way. yeah. Eddie would have been like interrupting the move that you do in my honor. You know, interrupting Go for the move it. that he does in my honor to show that you're the better guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And I love that this wasn't a total squash. It was ex- was expecting it, but it wound up being a really fun match.
2: And the fact that Brian is so used to Lucha's style that he caught, he caught Chavo every single time Chavo would go for a high-risk yeah. maneuver. And then just immediately just start running him into whatever was nearby. Yeah. He ran him into poles, into cages. At one point, he just ran by the fans and just slammed him into something else. And the fans went crazy for that. Mm. It was just amazing. And, and he was being... That was one of the things that I saw where he was being very sick. Yeah. Because he wasn't at just driving all of his gigantic body weight, which, by the way, is an amazing body. He does. I, I'm pretty sure that's ninety percent steroids, oh, yeah. but Jesus, he it, dude, he makes Schwarzenegger look bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's like when people talk about Cenzo Sora. Holy shit! No, I'm I'm with Manflurry on this one. Cage. Oh. Ho. Yeah. But. He doesn't put all of his weight into it when when he does those edit because it still looks like it's a mm-hmm. lot, but you could tell he's being really safe. Yeah. In that and being a Guerrero, Chavo has the best selling. Oh, he's okay. learned from a family that knows the best.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cage um I forget the name of his finish. Weapon X Weapon I, I don't know. It's, not, it's so weird to call it that. Yeah, especially yeah, with uh, the, the Terminator the game
0: gimmick game. he's got going. T1000 would so, be a great name.
2: So he hits the weapon. Axe, yeah. Goes in for the pin, it's a three count. Yeah. There was a lot of really close calls throughout the match with, with both Chavo and Frye, Yeah. was amazing. Um, and then he immediately cuts a promo. Where this is where... I was sitting there going, why aren't you destroying Mm
1: -hmm. him?
2: Why are you giving him an opportunity to get any kind of counter on you whatsoever? He immediately cuts a promo where this was never about Shavo. This was about going after Mm Matanza. That was his whole plan. And I was floored. And he immediately is challenging him next week. He's cashing in Next
0: week. I love it. Okay.
2: Not even giving us an opportunity to relax after that match. He's immediately going, no, I want the monster. I want him next week. Mm-hmm. We're the monster versus the machine. And, and I was
0: the like, amazing thing is that in Aztec Warfare 2, Cage was already eliminated by the time Matanza came out. So, there's never been any interaction between them. It's gonna be great! It's
2: so. It, it's so. Like, I cannot. Not only can I not wait to see that match, but the fact that the way he put it, where he was just all like, No, I want a piece of that. Like, he was sitting on the sidelines after being eliminated at Aztec and going, That's the guy I want! Him. It's like, finally! It, no, I, I, it's, that's somebody who can be an equal. Yeah. I want to see, it was, it was Goku versus Vegeta. It was Superman versus Batman. It, Captain America versus Iron Man. That's exactly what it was. He was going, that guy's an equal to me. I want to see me beat. I want, I want to have that opportunity. And that's what this has all been about. The fact that Chava could have stolen that medallion from anybody else it wouldn't have mattered as much. But for him, it was less about having the medallion get stolen and more about, I want to face him. Yeah. You got in the way. You were only a stepping stone towards me getting to this guy. That's what he cared yep. about, and that was beautiful.
0: Loved it. Uh, following segment was Taya with the Evans in Black... And her big surprise was Pin- Prince Puma being knocked unconscious. No, it was Phoenix. It was? Oh, whatever. So Oh, you're right, you're yeah, right. Prince Puma's on the other Same team. Same thing. It was
2: Phoenix. I couldn't tell if he was... I couldn't tell how he was knocked out. Yeah. Uh, was he drugged? Why not? Or was it just that she hit him with a chair when the camera obviously wouldn't work Yeah,
0: no, when, they, when the camera panned over, he was already out, so...
2: Yeah, he was already laying on the ground. Yeah. And they were like, "This is your big surprise." Thanks for knocking so out big... our tag
0: partner, Jackass. Yeah.
2: And they were just kind of like, "Like, really? Like, what? Are... I mean, he's a douche. What to but... do? Yeah, yeah. Like, now what are we gonna do? And then Mundo. Oh yeah. Sh- Mundo just comes out of nowhere, and he's all like, "I'll be your replacement."
0: And then they did the Wild Stallions.
2: Then they did the Wild Stallions. And then they
0: the best part being <laughs> Black
2: goes, Oh my god he could shred it! <laughs> <sighs> Which I loved so much. It was such a beautiful moment. So it it's gonna be those three yeah. versus
0: Puma Azteca Junior.
2: Azteca and uh,
0: uh, Mysterio. Yeah.
2: Mysterio. In the main event. Hell yeah. We go to commercial and we come back and our favorite police officers are conducting a warrantless search.
0: Yep. Then they decide and... to rob Dario. and
2: No. <laughs> so they're in Dario's office. Joe, Well, I
0: forget what the other guy's
2: name is off the top of my head. Because i have drunk. Ricky Reyes?
1: Wait, wait, but not called Ricky on the show, isn't it? is he? Is he still Ricky Reyes on the
0: show? I think that's like his detective name, but it's not his, uh. Because
2: I know it's Ricky Reyes, like, like, old Havana Pitbulls, but.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so. Ricky walks in to Dario's office. and sees Joey.
0: Oh, Mr. Cisco! What the, he-
2: what the hell are you yeah. doing? And he's like, "I'm looking for evidence. Yeah. We got to, we got to pin something on this guy. He's just getting out of control. I've, I've, my job is on the line." that was the first segment yeah. was him getting yelled at. It's like my job's on the line. Like I gotta, I gotta find something, man. We're, we're, our asses are gonna get chewed out if we don't find some evidence. It's like, all right, I'll help you, but. We ain't got a warrant, man. This is bad. This looks bad. So, he starts looking through a bookshelf. Joey's going through the desks and opens up a drawer full of bundles of, like, thousands, if not millions, of dollars. Yeah. And Joey's like, bingo. Got it.
0: This pile of money proves something.
2: Well, Ricky turns around and goes, this doesn't, this doesn't mean anything. We don't know how you get this money. This isn't evidence. He's like, yeah, but it's a bonus.
0: And he pockets He starts something. putting
2: it in his pockets. When Mr. Sisko walks into the room, it's like, what the hell are you doing in Dario's office? If And they're both like, uh... uh yeah.
0: And He's like,
2: I, I gotta tell Dario. Yeah, Sisko's like, like I can't believe right you're
0: gonna rob him and you didn't invite me. Oh, yeah, I forgot
2: about that. He goes, I can't believe you're gonna rob, I can't believe you're gonna rob Dario and you didn't invite That's me. what he was mad at. That was a beautifully, beautiful line. And then he's like, I gotta tell Dario now. And then Joey like, Ryan's
0: first instinct is to immediately murder Mr. Sisko.
2: Yeah, he pulls his gun out and puts it on him and is like, no, stop, freeze! Like he's gonna shoot him. And he's like, no, what? And he just slams him up against the wall. It goes. You're under arrest. Immediately breaking his cover. And it's
0: like, if and Mr. Cisco has a halfway decent lawyer, you guys are hosed, and you will be months but... of food. Which which would be the case, and I would believe that
2: if Mr. Cisco didn't immediately start crying. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. And
0: it's like, well. Maybe he's sad like his longtime friend turned out to be lying to him for years.
2: Turn, yeah, and it was just, it was one of those things where it's just all like, I can just imagine that the next thing that's going to happen, how could you be a cop, man? We've, 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 been, to, we've been together for so long. Like, really, man? you going to turn on your brother like that? You know, that's all I'm, I'm expecting out of the next episode. <laughs> I hope the next thing is just him and Cisco, Yeah, and then him just being all like, He has to choose longtime friendship or the sleazebag police officer partner of his. And meanwhile, Darius, like,
0: I heard you guys were in my office without me being there. Let me take you into the basement.
2: But that's the thing. That's where I'm hoping that that's not going to go just because he's going to go like, I had to say something, man. I'm. I'm with you, man. I just no. I hope Joey's whatever his whole thing is. Dario doesn't need to know. I hope, and we don't know if Cisco's gonna say anything to Dario because he's still trying to be on Cisco's good side. I... You know what I mean? I just
0: hope that they cut back to this segment, like in progress, and Mr. Cisco's like, "You idiots! I'm CIA." <laughs>
2: Oh, man, I wish I wasn't taking a sip of my beer. <laughs> that
1: was so good. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Just, just. Oh, man. It's like, you idiots. What What? what are you doing that you can't arrest me? I'm a federale. What?
2: <laughs> That's why the departments can't talk to each
1: other. Oh, golly.
2: We've been tracking Dario for years. Oh, that would be amazing. <sighs> so then we get to the main event, which is the
0: trio yes. match
2: for the championship.
0: Fun and, like hell. Um, So many dick wow, kicks.
2: So much, so much yeah. fun. Just, I mean, they come out, and they, they, they announce, the ring announcer even mentions Phoenix.
0: Yeah. I love that Lucha Underground has firmly established that the audience, the announcers, they don't see the backstage stuff. They've been consistent with that from day one.
2: That's the best part of the show, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, because the surprises that happen later, no one knows about them, and it's beautiful.
0: It builds up the audience suspense because they know. They know some things, like the viewers. I know something's up. The crowd doesn't know. And, like, the performers in the ring don't know. Melissa doesn't, Santos doesn't know. So, it's really effective. It,
2: it leads to one of the best, it leads to some of the best heel heat I've ever yeah. seen in my mm-hmm. life. In, in this one segment, Ty is like, Actually, there's been a change of plans. Phoenix will not be joining us tonight. Instead, we have an alternate tag partner for the trios match, Johnny Mundo. And the crowd immediately is like, what did they do to Phoenix? Boo the fuck out of this match.
0: Exactly. They didn't even have, the crowd didn't have time to be outraged at first in the backstage segment.
2: It was all the outrage immediately poured out right then. When he walked out with that cocky grin and stupid sunglasses that he wears. And it was so
1: amazing. It was great. The
2: the level of hate at that moment. You could have used that that to power a small (laughs) city. It was amazing. And then it made it even more so. When the Vluches came out. The... The... Uproarious roars of "We love you so much!" Please destroy these assholes for getting rid of the one lucha they had on their team.
0: And it was the match itself, not
2: just because it was Rey Mysterio either. Mm -hmm. I mean, the other two guys were. I mean,
0: Azteca. I find like he's getting better every single time he's out there.
2: He showed so much in this match when. So it starts off. With him and, um, was it Black? Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't
0: remember off, uh. It's, it's so hard yeah. to,
2: to remember between the two of them, because I know once Justin Gabriel, yeah. and that's all I And
0: they, of. they moved, the match was very and, fast. And
2: Justin's, Justin's growing his hair out yes. now, so I can't tell which one's which. Um, I mean, he never, he never says his name, he's just always refer to him as. The Darewolf. The yeah, they always refer to him as... Why that. is it he an
0: actual werewolf?
2: So... They, they immediately go at yeah. it. And... And Azteca's... Actual lucha skill. Going up against... You know... He's... My big thing about... Um... Fuck, I'm having a beer-related brain fart. What the hell is this guy's name again? Which... Jack? Uh, fuck it. Justin Gabriel. Yep. Justin Gabriel's a high yes. flyer. As Tekka's a luchador, yeah. which automatically makes him a flippy-do high flyer, yeah. the, the shit that they did in the oh my gosh, was just
0: amazing.
2: Yeah. Like, they were countering each other's moves to the point, at one point, they actually did the, they did the Matrix standoff, where they both just stared at each other for a minute, like, we're evenly matched. Yeah. This is scary.
0: No.
1: And
2: then yeah, the... that was about the point where, where Gabriel had to tag out with his partner. Yeah. And he was the one who actually started just being like, no, nah, I'm going to brawl you because you're not going to expect that. Mm-hmm. Got Azteca down, and Azteca was immediately like, nope, 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 Puma, you're in. And then they spent, which I thought was weird, the next, like, third of the match beating the piss out of Puma. Yeah. This is where all the dick kicks came There's in by so the way. There's so many dick kicks. Everybody got a turn. Yeah. Everybody got a turn. They they circled through everybody. Gabriel got in there, Morrison got Taya. in there. Everybody's just Taya even at one point, they were just kicking him in
0: the They were they kicked everybody. Each person on that team was, got kicked.
2: It was just wow. Yeah. It it,
0: it just it, and I did see, like, an argument that the match did go a smidge long. Like, the kicks should have been enough to kind of finish it off, but they, they carried on for another minute or two more. And I kind of see the point. Like, as the, as the viewer, we get the point. They're cheating bastards. They're talented, but they're cheating. Right. I mean,
2: Puma got yeah. the worst of it. He really did. Cause, like, everybody just beat the shit out of him. He was the first to get it. Yeah. Kick. And then, like Ray got his classic Ray offense, of course. Lucha Underground much faster than he did in the yes. WWE. Much, much tighter six one nine. Much better frog splash. Everything about it was awesome. But then, like you said, they started just kicking everybody in the
0: dick. And it was, it was yeah, just... it was funny. But
2: and then they got the pin and became the champ, yes. which was perfect because you know what. Honestly, at this point, point, deserve...
0: 3MB are the trio's champion.
2: They're, yeah, they're basically 3MB, and that's what I love about yeah. it. It's basically 3MB, except with Justin Gabriel and John Morrison, who if Justin Gabriel and John Morrison had ever formed a tag team, or a, well, a stable, yeah. basically, with Heath Slater, they would have been unstoppable. Oh my god. Maybe bring Drew McIntyre in.
0: Hell yeah. And, uh, we did forget one moment that was pretty cool. King Cuerno, has Mill Masqueris mounted in his hunting room. Mm! It's freaking awesome.
2: I forgot about that. Yeah. I know. They were doing the they were doing the 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 whole like sparring yeah. thing. Yeah. And and Mill was just sitting there being loud, like, I'm not afraid of anything. And he was just like, You are, and I will prove it. And then Mill goes to attack him and he immediately just like, Like Morpheus style, just like, nope. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you in a headlock. <laughs> you are afraid, and that's why I can overpower you.
0: And oh no, that was uh, Pentagon and.
2: Oh no, that yeah, that was Pentagon Vampiro. and um,
0: shit, Vampiro,
2: Yeah. Wait. wait. Oh Vampiro. no, you're talking about Mill being locked up in the uh, the the fucking glass yes. cage. That was. That was creepy.
0: I know, I love it.
2: I forgot all about that. I tried to put that in my memory because I was sitting there watching it being like, damn. That is disgustingly creepy. Like, the whole entire time he's sitting there, he's waxing philosophical. Food. Yeah. Oh, that was. I'm remembering more about the show now that I've been drinking than I was at the beginning. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and. Him just being like, "I've added you to the collection. Mm-hmm. You're one of my trophies now." Like, oh, that just—it hurts. Yeah. Cause you're just like, it. You just want him to please, please, just, you know, you're the man. That does this break out? Break out? Do something? Nope. It, no, he's like stuck in that position. It's just, it's, it, it feels permanent. We know it's no. not going to be, but it. Feels permanent. It's like he's never gonna get out. This is the end, and it just oh, it yeah. hurt to watch that. That was a really cool it scene. Was. Like it really reminded me of like the shittiest part of a Saw movie. But um, it was in Saw. What was it six? I don't fucking remember. this movie suck. Um, uh, where the guy is like in the he's inside the glass tomb, and it just lowers into the ground. And he's just watching the other guy die. Yeah. And it's kind of what it reminded me of, but from reverse. Where he's staring at, at Mill and just being all like, I have you trapped. You're like my toy now. Yeah. And he just walks away with the hat on.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Just being like the man in black. And just walks away. It's like, wow. Yeah. It was a really powerful scene.
0: Mm-hmm. It was very well done.
2: Especially... Especially with all the cuts back to the trophy heads.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just... It's filmed in such a more cinematic style. Uh, Flurry and I have talked about this with WWE. Filming, it's like a soap opera. It's shot for efficiency. Because they have three hours. They're live. It's... That's a whole different animal. But there's nothing ever creative done with the camera. There's no wonky angle. There's nothing, there's no time to experiment or to do something more artsy. And Lucian. The last
2: time, I was going to say the last time I tried something like that was the sheep. Yeah. And they haven't done anything like that since. Outside of a couple of Wyatt family things that never went anywhere. Which is a shame. But the, the hard contrast, uh, it actually reminds me of, uh, what is it, is it, uh, Traffic? The hard contrast style that Lucha Underground has for its vignettes. It's always been, it, it, it really has just brought home, it's very, A, it's very Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. For sure. And because it's very, it looks almost like a groundhouse, a grindhouse movie. It's it's got that from dust till dawn feel to it with every yeah scene. not not the and I don't mean the shitty television show either with the with fucking Fez as like the main character I'd yeah that um but it, it 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 just it works so well and 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 when it's not when they're not doing that it's even better because mm. it's like you're seeing the scene crystal clear yeah you know something is absolutely wrong. It's like... A bit, I compare it in very much to the film uh Wes Craven's New Nightmare, the one where Freddy Krueger comes out into the real yeah. world. And there's a scene where Heather Langenkamp goes to the morgue to see her dead husband. Mm-hmm. And the scene is... It's otherworldly. There's nobody there. It kinda seems like things are happening on their own. The lights are kind of dim. The vision is very blurry. It seems like such a dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's such, it feels like such a dream sequence. The characters don't seem to be acting the way that they should. It feels fake. Wes Craven specifically did that with that scene to make it seem like there was about to be a nightmare happening. And nothing
1: happens. Mm-hmm.
2: And then the next scene is crisp, it's clear, it's shiny, it's bright, it's daylight, it's almost like you're watching real life. And that's the dream sequence at the funeral where suddenly Heather falls over and looks down into the grave and sees her son being stolen away by Freddy Krueger into like the earth. Mm -hmm. And it's like That's exactly what that reminded me of. When you have these scenes of things that are disturbing but wrestling related. Yeah. Like Taya knocking Phoenix out. And uh, Joey and Ricky going through Daria's desk. And things like that are the high contrast. (laughs) Very much like I said, like traffic or like Breaking Bad or something like that where it's. It very feels, it very much feels like a grindhouse movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have these, the scene with, with Dario is like, no, it's bright and shiny and crisp and HD and you could see every detail. And that's what made it so, like,
1: off-putting. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause it seemed so real when you were watching it. As compared to everything else. And I think it's a great stylistic choice from, from, uh, Robert Rodriguez and Chavo. Yeah. That's why I love that show so much. It's so good. And it's the best thing on LRA. Yeah. Is that from Best Old Dawn Show?
0: <laughs> no, uh, Luch Underground's fun, and I think one of the reasons I love it so much is just for the brevity. I like wanting more rather than Raw, where even if the wrestling is phenomenal and super great and stuff, it's a slog by that third hour. Like I just want it to be over.
2: And I've talked to, with my, I just recently got a new job about a month ago. And I ran into a couple of people there who, like, I'll be walking through the lunchroom and I'll see somebody wearing a New Day shirt. They're like, oh yeah, man, New Day rocks. And recently, we, all of us who happen to like wrestling just happen to be working together. Yeah. And we shuffed the shit a little bit about, you know, because extreme rules just yeah. happen. And we were talking about it, and a lot of those guys were just like, "Yeah, man, we you know, love watching WWE because honestly, it's a show that they grew up watching. It's the one that they're stuck with." Yeah. Some of them don't have L Ray. I don't have L Ray, so I, you know, I have to, I have to get it by other means. Yeah. And um. And I, 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 you know, same with ROH. Um, I don't get to watch ROH as often as I used to when I had ATT television. Mm-hmm. And these guys, you know, they, they're the same way. They've got, like, Comcast or TV or whatever, and it's really hard for them to get those other shows. And so they're pretty much stuck with either watching WWE or watching TNA, and nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So they watch WWE, and it's the show they grew up with anyway. You know, they just watch WCW or they watch WWE yeah. or whatever. And when I talk about it, are like, yeah, man, it's a show a you know, every single week, every Monday night, so good. But that three hours is such a slog, Mm -hmm. and I've had some guys tell me, I watch the show at 8 p.m., and I'm out of there by 10. Or, I skip the first hour because it's Stephanie McMahon jerking herself off, so I'm just going to go to 10, or I'm going to go to 9 and watch it till 11.
0: And they're not wrong.
2: They're really not. Either way, you're not missing much, because usually the last hour of the show is the main event that never leads anywhere, which they've been doing for the past... I'd say, two years of having a main event that has no conclusion because it always ends in some kind of weird DQ that's just setting up for a pay-per-view where nobody has any losses. Where
0: it's going to end up in a shitty DQ. Because that happens, Mm -hmm. too. Um, Yeah. And it's funny with Stephanie, like, this face turn is meant to be legit, but I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop because she's been on TV constantly as a heel for years, and we're just expected to to buy this face turn just because.
2: We've never gotten a legit face turn out of her. There was never a moment where it ever made sense. In fact, this whole entire time, it has...
0: Huh. What? At
2: lose you on not No,
0: I don't think so. I'm only seeing me in the. Oh, room. I'm still there. Okay. Right on. Well, hopefully
2: it'll still. Hopefully will still yeah. work. Uh, I've never seen that happen. But um, but yeah, the um, the whole entire time has just really been one of those things where you never really actually got a turn out of her. Whereas other other people have always had like an actual like this is the yeah moment. that's never happened with and, her. so I'm always waiting for her to just turn around and be like nope
0: yeah and she's not a great actress so even if she's being mm. like legit and friendly and this and that she's not she's not good enough at being friendly or face like to turn that off she always feels like she's being fake. And it's it, yeah. it
2: and it's very much come off that way in all of her promos ever yeah. including the times where she was supposed to be fake. And I've not I have seen a couple of the things about her up until like, like since WrestleMania mm-hmm. that have shown her in that light and I've i gotta agree with you. it's still coming off as fake. So I'm I'm, I'm really hoping it'll end up being something else. Yeah, like but it seems like it's just going to end up being a thing. Turn around and be
0: well, the thing is, though, what I was reading is that she's got the book coming out, right? Yeah. So, of course, they're going to want her to be a face for a while. So she can do the whole book tour publicity thing.
1: This makes sense.
0: Yeah, and apparently the whole reason behind her memoir is... To convince shareholders that she's a worthy successor to Vince. Which, frankly, I think is going to work against them because, let's face it, what the hell is she gonna talk about? She's going to talk about having been born into the business with no other lay for, you know, professional experience outside of it. That's kind of bad. If you're, if I'm a shareholder, And I read that the person who's going to inherit the company I have stock in has no other experience aside from being born into the company they're going to inherit. That's kind of bad. That doesn't fill me with confidence.
2: Plus, up until recently, it's always seemed like Vince was less about making her... The head of the company and more about making Triple H the head of the
0: company. Well, for the shareholders, I think for the purpose, for their purposes, it's, they want to continue the McMahon name. That makes
2: sense. That makes sense.
0: And shareholders, like they are and they are not smart people. They had to scrap the Donald Trump runs raw angle because shareholders were like, what the hell? And, That's yeah, true. I don't, I don't think this is going to work in their favor, because it's just going to highlight that she has no outside experience.
2: So, uh, hey, real quick, you got anything you can talk about for about four or five minutes?
0: Without uh, me? we could just wrap up.
1: Well, did you ask me I did, I
0: don't know that I, could... they always ask the questions to Manflurry, never to me.
2: Well, uh, check real quick. I'm Th- just gonna run and use the bathroom. There's no
0: time. questions.
2: There's no. No questions? Then I guess we can just Alright, good time. talk. Yeah, fun times. Uh, hopefully this recorded correctly. I hope it did. Seems like ZenCaster was working. Yeah, it looks
0: okay. like it's fine on my end, so. Alright. All right. well. Yeah, also. that was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully we can do this. Absolutely.
0: Alright. All right.
2: Well, uh, do you have any, like, special sign off? or? Do you
0: just no, I bye? usually just insult Manflurry and, uh, we try and see who's getting the last word in in the recording, but I think we can omit that this time.
2: Yeah, it's your podcast. I think you right. get so. Uh,
0: thank you for listening everybody as always and, uh, have a good evening. All right. Later.
1: Yeah. Cool. What?
0: Oh, god damn. Was I supposed to click... That's bizarre. Uh, Did you log out? Or shut... Did you close the window? Because I haven't closed the... uh. daily. Was I supposed to click raise your hand?